Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, hello. I'm very honored to be joined today by Hamza Ali Shah, who is a brilliant Palestinian British uh, writer, uh, writes for a whole variety of publications and also has been doing broadcast during the horror of the last few weeks. Hamza, it's lovely to see you. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Firstly, I am interested in just, I suppose, for me, it, it seems so obvious, unbelievably obvious. I mean, this is like an orgy of untrammeled racism that there isn't even a pretense in the media or politicians that Palestinian civilian life has an equal worth to a, an Israeli or a British civilian life. There's not even a pretense that it strikes me. Yeah, it's, and the thing is, from a just for a bit of context, in terms of from a Palestinian perspective, you know, we're often, you, we grow up internalizing occupation and oppression, and we kind of, we recognize that we're considered in, in the hierarchy of human life, you know, relegated to the, to the very bottom to begin with. Um, but then you see, you see some of the scenes and you think, look, you don't need to have a great deal of empathy for the Palestinians to see um, a child being pulled from under the rubble. Like that, you know, you, you should be able to see that and recognize this is an atrocity. When residential buildings have been flattened, when um, a journalist finds out live on air that his his wife and all of, the, all of their children have been have been murdered, why must there be a presumption that, you know, this is defensible or justifiable um, for, because they're Palestinian before you can express any sort of uh, sympathy or even empathy? Um, and like I said, th- th- there's no attempt to even hide it. I was incidentally, I was um, I was driving the other day, and I heard in the car. I won't say from which radio station or presenter, but somebody actually asked a question: Are we in danger of losing sight or forgetting the atrocities on October the seventh? And I just thought for a minute that's such a glaring admission. In other words, X amount of thousands have died since then, but those that have died and been murdered are seemingly not not as important because you know let's focus on those fourteen hundred Israelis that died before. Um, and that kind of that kind of double standard or hierarchy of human life is, is like I said, it's, there is no reason for it. It doesn't matter what your politics or what region of the world is happening in. When you see the scenes that we're seeing in, in Gaza, when you see the destruction, the death, the collective punishment, um, the calls for genocide from the Israeli military and political class and the actions to match it, why can't, why can't people just see with their own eyes and, and condemn and, and, you know, call for an end to it rather than equivocate and, and make excuses for, for the bloodbath that we're seeing? And we've seen interviews, for example, with the Palestinian ambassador, where he speaks about losing his loved ones, relatives in Gaza. And then it's told, you know, in a kind of glib way, well, I'm sorry about your loss. Now will you condemn Hamas? And, you know, there was an Onion article which went viral, dying Gazans criticised for not using last words to condemn Hamas, which was shared by the editor of a science newspaper, Michael Eisen, who is himself Jewish with Israeli family, and he was fired for sharing that. So I just wondered what you thought in terms of because that's the thing, isn't it? It's almost even if you're a journalist is speaking to a to a Palestinian who's actually suffered terrible loss, there's still the focus on condemn, condemn, condemn on Hamas. Yeah, and and like I said, it's, it's immediately there's 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 no even a, an attempt to to hide it anymore. Um, I mean, I watched that clip live on news, and I, I, instantly I thought the the, the the swift shift away from you know the person's first he's on television. Even after all all of that that's that's happened, you know, six I think it was six family members who were murdered. 
And it was just a switch of, but do you condemn the atrocities of Hamas? And the, the thing with that is nobody, it's never asked the opposite way. There's never, you know, that Israeli ambassador to the UK has been on numerous channels, numerous platforms, and he's always allowed to speak so freely. And there's never, there's never, a, you know, a, a thing of, oh, do you condemn the Israel's Israel's genocide or do you condemn Israel's attempt at ethnic cleansing? Or, you know, it might be the, ch the children that have been murdered or the 700 or so in 24 hours uh, just the other day. Um, there's there's no there's no attempt to hide this double standard. And like you said, even now, expressing any solidarity with Palestinians, it's automatically labelled as either pro-Hamas or anti-Semitic and offensive, or you know, it's it's seen as inherently offensive to stand with the Palestinians. Now that in and of itself is a, almost a, an admission that you know these people are not worth standing for. These inhumane people. This, and, and again, this is this language is you don't have to take it from me or other Palestinians. Just look at the language of Israeli officials. And the way that they've described their operations and what they're looking to do in in gaza and and then you see it straight from the horse's mouth but it's the fact that even with we have that information readily available every single uh, press conference netanyahu does he makes you know he makes it abundantly clear that him and his and the the, the rest of the israeli political and military class hold the palestinians with such contempt um and and still we hear things like oh you know they're trying to be as careful with civilian damage and, and whatnot you know they're, they're making sure it's they're only targeting um, militants and whatnot. But, I mean, they're, they're flattening buildings, medical facilities have been targeted. Mm -hmm. Babies keep getting pulled from under the rubble. There's still so many who, have, who are under the rubble, so many who have been displaced. They keep sending warnings to move uh, Palestinians from the north of Gaza to the south, and then they bomb the south as well. Like, this is indefensible, and yet we're, we're being told exactly what the intentions are from the Israeli political and military class. We're being told we're going to reduce it to a city of tents. You know, it will be uninhabitable for you know human life humans won't be able to live there um, these are human animals as as they say and then we hear like the deputy pm today i think on sky news um saying well actually you know they're trying to be as careful as they can no they're not they're not and they're not hiding it so why why is the kind of the british political class and even the rest of the world giving them that that support and that backing so that when they see a, a building being flattened people then automatically instinctively think ah oh, but i was told by you know the deputy pm mm -hmm that Israel has been quite careful. So this must be militants. It mustn't, it must not be civilians. I mean, and, and on that, um, you know, we've had Israeli officials say city of tent saying we're, we're focusing on uh, damage, not accuracy. Um, one labor figure um, who is a big cheerleader of what Israel is doing uh, claimed that Israel isn't a breach of international law because they've got sign off from lawyers. And I quote the one lawyer was quoted from attorney general, the top military lawyer. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
um, saying, if you want to destroy Hamas and you have to destroy Gaza, because everything in Gaza, almost every building there is a stronghold for Hamas. And I think it's really striking that if we look at Ukraine, um, there's twofold, basically. Firstly, the um, when civilians are killed by Russian forces, there's huge, well, people are actually very emotional about it um, in the British media and politicians. And also the bloodthirsty rhetoric um, of people linked to Putin, which is constantly cited. But that's just not, there's just not, there's no emotional response. These people are kind of like, and they're looking for anyone, you know, you're, you're, if you don't stand against this and you're complicit, but there's nothing like that. Nothing remotely there, is there? No, not at all. And like I said, the, the language, the language has been, has been very unambiguous. Um, they've made it abundantly clear what their intentions are. Like you said, damage, not accuracy, um, city of tents. These are human animals, wipe out their families. This is, this is not just from one person. These are quotes and directly from the, from the mouths of so many different Israeli officials or representative spokespeople. Um, and they're making it abundantly clear what their, what their intentions are. And, and as I said, it's a dereliction of duty for the political class, um, not just in Britain, but in the, in the international community as well. To stand by and just watch this happen and continue, you know, these robotic renditions about Israel's right to defend itself. Who is it defending itself from? These, I mean, it's these narratives that they keep perpetuating. Um, this new one now, for example, that, that the deaths must be, you know, we have to we have to question the, the, the accuracy of the figures because actually it's the Hamas-led led ministry, the, the the health ministry, is releasing these figures. I saw a commentator this morning um, on on British television um, say that, and, and I thought for a minute, why? Let's hypothetically let's assume. The death toll, which is currently more than seven thousand, I think, climbing up to eight thousand. Let's assume that's inaccurate, and you know, benefit of the doubt, you go give credence to his argument, and let's assume it's close to five thousand. That's still a stubbornly high number of Palestinians who have been murdered. Why do we have to presume that those those murders and that ma those massacres are defensible, are justifiable, just because they're Palestinian? And on that, I mean, you know, it's it's clear people obviously understandably very upset and angry about the atrocities committed by Hamas on the seventh of October. Um, and that their view is this was intolerable, therefore drastic action has to be taken. That a death toll, I mean, we know actually, whatever we think about Hamas, but that health ministry's previous um, death toll claims in previous um, incidents like this have actually proven to be accurate. And they released the list of all the names of people who've so far been killed. And it's actually an underestimate because of people trapped under rubble who haven't actually, their deaths haven't been confirmed. But again, that's the thing, isn't it? It's almost like there's a toll, there's, We've already 7,000 people at least dead, many of them children. But that is tolerable. And that itself, doesn't it? That, you know, I, I wonder if that's the other thing that, you know, there were four, for example, 4 million Muslim people in this country. Obviously, there's a Palestinian community as well, uh, but there's 4 million Muslims overall. And, and there's a message being sent by the political and media elite that if people abroad, civilians die and they are not white, then we don't, we just don't think their lives having equal worth. And that's actually quite a big, loud message, I think, being broadcast to people of this country, let alone of Palestine. Yeah, I 100% I agree with that. I think, I mean, if you just look at the look at the facts, for example, the, the equivocation to call for a ceasefire, um, the endorsement from several Labour, um, let alone Conservatives, but obviously there was a consensus from the from both both parties about the, the siege, that was the total siege that was imposed. You know, we had, it's well documented, the likes of David Lammy, Emily Thornbury, um, Keir Starmer as well, who's attempted to backtrack. Well, obviously, we've all seen the clip. You know, the, the attempts to to endorse this collective punishment um, and even now refusing to call for a ceasefire, you know, the, the, the death toll, they continue to minimise it. 
What conclusions are we as Palestinians supposed to draw other than the fact that our death, our murder, the massacre of our brothers and sisters is fair game? Because why on earth are you, you know, why do we have to um, find excuses or, you know, as I said, we have to presume that the death of Palestinians is is actually, you know, justifiable or defensible before you can begin to mourn or before you can empathise. And the other point is, which I find, I've seen a lot being shared on social media, for example, people have said, um, you know, actually, if you consider just to to understand the scope of what Palestinians are going through without water, without fuel, without power. This is what the equivalent in London of what the Gaza Strip is in square um, square kilometers and whatnot. But why do we need to kind of have that that image? Why can't we just recognize that you know two million plus people are being you know starved of water, of fuel, electricity, power, um, health facilities are on the brink of collapse. You know people are being pulled under the rubble, buildings are being flattened. Why can't you just take a look at those facts, see with your own eyes, and then you know draw your conclusions? Why must why must we envisage it so that it happens to London as what happens elsewhere? We've seen the images. That should be enough for people to condemn and to recognise the atrocities that are going on. Hamza, that's brilliant, eloquent stuff, and I think just really exposes the underlying racism which has disfigured this. And you've been going on television, and I, I mean, it must be. I know it's pretty difficult. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a white guy from from Stockport, and I find it intolerable being in these situations and, you know, it's, I can't even imagine uh, what it's like for, for yourself. Uh, so um, we're very lucky to have you being platformed as best we can. And we need to hear far more about from you on the airways. And that's the other thing, the fact that all too often for the last few years and now Palestinian voices have been completely airbrushed. It's a conversation about Palestinians without Palestinians. Um, so it's so important that we have your voice heard. So thank you so, so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Like and subscribe, do share, get the word out, and uh, speak to you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.